This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour, the best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And uh, looking forward to spending the next hour with you as we do every week. And I'd like to welcome a new affiliate on. Our show is nationally syndicated now, and we have a new affiliate in Asheville, North Carolina, WZGM, 1350 AM. I want to welcome you all to our family of listeners, and I hope you enjoy what we talk about on this show every week, because we talk about sports psychology, and we delve into the mental side of sports. I've been on the radio in Kansas City for 27 years. I am now in my 38th year of practice as a sports psychologist. I've had the privilege to work with athletes all over the country, from the professional Olympic level all the way down to little kids. I love doing this show. I've been here at Sports Radio 810 WHB for 17 years now. And this show is about you. And it's about mindsets and sportsmanship, confidence, attitudes, mental preparation, visualization, the coach-athlete relationship, the coach-parent relationship, referees, we deal with a little bit of everything on this show. And I try to bring up topics each week that I will think that I think will be of interest to you. And I look forward to our conversations on this show every week. Today I've got an interesting topic. It's called coaches bullying. And you know, I've been working for a long time with athletes at all levels, as I said. I've been around an incredible number of just awesome coaches, people who get what their role is, what their job is. And then I've been around some coaches who haven't been so good, who aren't good communicators, who are deceitful, who are backstabbers, who are egocentric and narcissistic. So I've seen a lot of different things in my years working as a sports psychologist and also raising two sons who are now 28 and 27 in their youth sports life. In our book, Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports that I co-wrote with Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame reliever Jeff Montgomery and USA Olympic swim coach who's in the USA Swimming Hall of Fame, Peter Malone, we talk about the role of a coach. We talk about the different hats a coach can wear in his or her job coaching kids coaching young athletes. A coach is a disciplinarian. A coach is a guide, a mentor, a communicator, a listener. A coach is also a psychologist. But coaches can also be bullies. Coaches can be so derogatory and condescending because it's all about their ego that they forget what their job is. 
I'm going to share a story about a client I have. Worked with this young man for a while now. It's a high school soccer player. He has had issues at his school with peers and has had issues with his high school soccer coach. The high school soccer coach is very successful, has won championships, has been around a long time. But from what I have heard from numerous people over the years, has a history of being somewhat verbally abusive. And this young man, last week, just to, to keep the story short, was made fun of by the coach because he comes and sees me. After scoring a couple goals in a game, in the second half, walking back onto the field, the coach made a derogatory comment to the team about him saying, Something that, you know, if you don't get to play, don't go talk to your, cry to your psychologist about it. This young man heard it, looked around, the coach just glared at him. The reason for that was his parents went to the school because they'd had enough of the bullying going on and talked to the administrators. The administrators obviously talked to him. So instead of being a decent coach and sitting down with this young man and his parents and talking about What's going on? Let's figure this out. Let's resolve this. He then resorted to bullying tactics with this young man. I think it's incredibly stupid, and I think it's wrong. And coaches like that shouldn't be coaching, in my opinion. Because you know what? You do damage to kids. And he said that to all these other kids on the team. So what's that telling the other kids on the team? Well, number one, something's wrong with that kid because he sees a psychologist, which isn't true. People see psychologists for all kinds of reasons. It doesn't mean something is wrong. Number two, it's also telling the kids in the team, if you go see a psychologist, you're weak and you're screwed up. Well, that's called a projection, ladies and gentlemen. When you say something derogatory about somebody else, you mean about yourself. I've done a lot of research on this topic over the years. And this is not the first time this has happened, nor will it be the last. I came across an article online from a pediatrician who was so appalled at what she saw at a, high school a girls' high school basketball game. She wrote a, an article on it, and she came up with four defensive postures that coaches have. Very interesting about why they bully. Here's one, moral justification. Coaches may try to normalize bullying behavior with statements like, all coaches lose it once in a while, or this is how we've always done things and we win games. Ah, there you go. Yeah, we win games. Big deal. You are influencing these people's lives. These are high school kids. These aren't pro athletes. They're not college athletes. They're high school kids. And there are a lot of high schools that it's all about winning. And yes, the winning is important, and I don't deny that at all, but... How you influence these people has an impact on them the rest of your lives. And your ego is so damn big that it's all about you. You don't get it. Number two, there's the backhand apology. Coaches will say, I got a little carried away, but we really need to work on fundamentals if we're going to win. And this sort of minimizes the coach's responsibility for bullying, even as it blames the victims. Third, there could have been a worse approach. For example, a coach might say, well, I never push them or lay a finger on them. I don't touch them. So what if I say something derogatory? They need to toughen up. And then fourth is escalation. 
This is where coaches try to intimidate parents. If you don't like the way I do things, your kid can quit the team. Well, you know what? It's time to stand up to these people who are bullies. We have an issue in our society with it. It's all over the place, from politics all the way down. I am someone who is very much against bullying, and coaches who bully kids need to be called to the carpet. Now, as a coach, you need to discipline kids if they're not acting right. That's not what I'm talking about here. If kids are misbehaving or talking back or something like that, yeah, you, you've got to be, be in their face, especially at the high school level, and you have to put the hammer down on what's acceptable what isn't. But you do not pick on kids or make fun of them because they go see a psychologist. And you don't degrade them in front of the whole team. That, to me, is a sign of terrible insecurity, and it shows how lacking this individual is in understanding psychology, no matter whether or not they've won a state championship or many or, or any. In my opinion, someone like that should not be coaching. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week, and we talk about the male side of sports on this show from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. As I mentioned earlier, I want to welcome our new affiliate, WZGM in Asheville, North Carolina, to our family of stations. If you are a parent and your son or daughter has been bullied by a coach, what have you done? If you're an athlete and you feel you've been bullied by a coach, what have you done? And is it wrong for an athlete to go talk to a sports psychologist or any psychologist because they need to talk about things? And if you have a coach who makes fun of an athlete for that, what should be done? I want to hear from you if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're an administrator. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And today's topic is this, coaches who are bullies. And I started in our intro talking about a client I see who has had issues with the coach, Parents went to the administration and talked about it the other day. And so that at a game, a soccer game, and he's a senior, the coach then made fun of him because he comes and sees me. Made fun of him in front of the whole team about the fact, oh, you have to go talk to your psychologist if you don't get to play. That, in my opinion, is bullying. And it's uncalled for. And quite frankly, I don't care what record this coach has had. He should be minimally suspended if not fired for that. You know, coaches get fired for physical abuse. What about mental abuse? Of course, that's harder to understand because a lot of people don't get it. They think challenging athletes is toughening them up, and I agree. You have to challenge them. You challenge how hard you can play, how strong you are, but you do not degrade them and insult them and cut them down, especially if you go see a psychologist, a social worker, a therapist, Someone for help. I want to open up our phone lines and get your thoughts. If you are a coach, have you ever witnessed another coach bullying an athlete? 
And did you say something? Did you have an assistant coach or your head coach do it? How did you handle it? I'd like to hear from you if you are a parent. And your son or daughter has been bullied, verbally bullied by, or maybe physically bullied by a coach. What did you do? I've talked about this for years. I've been on the radio 27 years here in Kansas City. I've talked about it forever. It's been going on forever. I've seen it myself personally at youth sporting events. My kids, when they were younger, played. And now I hear about it a lot from people. I want to hear from you and get your thoughts if it's happened to you. And what did you do about it? If you are an administrator at a school, and I know a lot of people tell me they are administrators that listen to this show, how do you handle a coach who bullies their athletes? You know, a few weeks ago I mentioned I'm working with two female high school volleyball players, different schools, one's a public school, one's a private school. They have female coaches who curse and scream and yell at them, get in their face. One girl said, my coach face turns bright red and spit comes out of her mouth as she's screaming at us. Is that necessary? Is that what it takes to motivate an athlete? Is that what you need to do? And if this bullying goes on, what do you do about it? Because then kids are too scared to say anything because they don't want to lose playing time. Parents don't want to say anything because they don't want their kid to be sitting on the bench. And some coaches say, you don't talk to me. I don't talk to parents during the season. Let's see what Joe has to say. Joe, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Doctor. How are you? Okay. Get your thoughts on our topic. Well, I used to coach, but, I mean, I know you won't, but you should give this coach his name, and that guy needs to go. I mean, that that, that is – it's sad. It's sad. You know, you don't treat nobody like that, especially a kid. And um, the parents, like you just said a minute ago, the parents say they don't want to say anything. Not good parent advice, doctor, because I don't have any kids, but I used to coach. But if I had a kid and a coach treated my kids like that, you don't even want to know what would let happen. Me tell you, Joe, let me tell you why this happened. The reason this happened was a week ago, this young man played in a tournament out of town. And what I was told was perform quite well. Coaches from colleges came to watch him play. And then the coach sat him deliberately. So the long and short of it is his parents went to the administration on Monday this past week, told the administration what was going on, and there's a history of this going on. This isn't one incident. And they've talked to the school about how this young man's been treated. He's been seeing me for over a year for a variety of things. There's been a lot of bullying going on with his classmates. So they met with the head of the school and the athletic director. The next day at a game, this is what the coach said to him. Now, he said it because he made fun of him for seeing a psychologist, me, meaning me, because the administration obviously talked to him. So instead of being a coach who's got some guts and some kahunas and sitting down saying, you know what, I need to sit down with this young man and his parents and talk about this, he then bullies the kids some more. He shouldn't even be coaching. The administration needs to get rid of him. I know you can't, but here's what I'm like. I'm like off the air for you to give me this guy's no, name. No, I, I can't. I can't give him I know that. you can't, I but can't do that. you know what? what? What's the administration thinking? I mean, they, this guy needs to go, and the administration, why are they keeping him? It's not all about winning, doctor. A lot of these people, I, I used to coach for a coach all about winning. And in the summer, they would not let the high school head coach coach so I was his assistant and I coached and he would tell me I said I can't coach that way I mean if you don't want me coaching 
he couldn't even come on the court. He'd have to sit in the stands, and he would call me the next night. I said, you know what? You're all about winning. I'm not going to have a kid tell me what to do, and I'm not going to have a kid tell the other players he'll need to come to practice, so maybe I shouldn't work for you anymore. And it's just, you know what? It's good to win, but you got to teach these kids more than winning. High school, Joe, high school sports is winning matters at the high school level, but it's more about development. It's more about respect. It's more about learning. Yeah, when you're at the high school level, you want to win state championships and you want to get scholarships and all that, but everybody doesn't. Everybody doesn't. They just want to go there and play. Because you know what? Most people who play high school sports are not going to be playing that sport after high school. And when you have a coach who bullies athletes, when you have a coach who makes fun of an athlete in front of his teammates because he's seeing a therapist to improve himself, that coach has no business coaching. And I don't care if he's won 10 or she's won 10 state championships yeah. or not. Well, she has no business doing that. I appreciate everything you do. Well, thank you, Hello? sir. Yeah, I appreciate your call, sir. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, I appreciate much. everything you say and do and keep up the good work because we're on the same page as far as that goes. And tell that kid don't listen to the coach. Well, he's got to listen to him for a few more games, and then he'll be done. Okay. But anyway, Joe, All thank right, you, thank sir. Thank you, doctor. Take care. I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach and you've witnessed bullying by another coach at a game and at practice, your head coach and assistant coach, what do you do? Do you say something? Do you sit on your hands and not say anything? If you're a parent, I want to hear from a parent whose son or daughter has been bullied by a coach and how you handled it. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. You're an athlete, and I don't care what level you play at, younger than college, and you have had a coach bully you. What did you do? Did you say anything? Did you not say anything? Did you quit? Did you give up? Coaches are human. They have feelings. They have emotions. They get involved. I get it. Sometimes coaches get overexcited. But then do they respond and re, re, you know apologize for their behavior? This man or woman, whoever it is, has no business coaching anymore, in my opinion. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week to talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been on the radio now for 27 years, the last 17 here in Kansas City, and now our show is being heard amongst a number of stations nationally. And uh, appreciate everybody who calls in and has comments to us each week. As we talk about different topics each week, I think will be of interest to you. And you know, Today's topic is this, the issue of coaches who bully. And in my monologue at the beginning of the show, I talked about a young man I work with who's a high school soccer player, a senior, and has had issues with the coach. Parents went and complained to the administration about the behavior. I won't say complained. Actually sat there and I guess complained's not the right word. They went in and said, look, we've got a problem here. And... The next day at a game, the coach then made fun of this young man because he sees a psychologist. 
me, didn't know it was me specifically, but said, made fun of him in front of his teammates and said, oh, if you don't get to play, I guess you're going to have to go talk to your psychologist about it. Now, why would anybody do that? Okay? Because he's an insecure individual. I don't care if he is a man. I'll just say that. If, it, if it's an individual who's won 10 state championships or none, you don't do anything like that. Why would you pick on somebody who's going and getting help to deal with issues? It's insecurity. It's stupidity. And I, plain, I think it's plain flat bullying. So I want to hear from you. We have a wide open phone board like now. I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent and you have had a coach who has bullied your son or daughter. And I want to know if you did anything about it. If you did, what did you do? Did you go talk to the administrators? Did you, did you say anything to the coach? Did you take your kid off the team? How do you handle that situation? And what would you consider to be bullying? You know, what's coaching and what's bullying? Coaches are guides, they're mentors. As I said earlier, coaches <clears throat> excuse me, also need to be disciplinarians. They need to set parameters on what's acceptable and what is in terms of behavior. But does that mean you ridicule a young man or woman on your team and degrade them because they're going to talk to a therapist? Because they have issues? You know, mental health is a big problem in this country. It's a big, big problem. And quite frankly, in my opinion, people who bully have more problems than the people they're bullying. They cause problems for the people who they're bullying, but the people who bully do it because they're insecure. They've got to pick on somebody else because they're not confident with themselves. Why would you do that? Why would you make fun of a kid on your team? Because they talk to a therapist. If you're a coach, have you experienced this before? Maybe you've actually bullied someone before, verbally degraded an athlete. How did you handle it? What did you do to react to that? If you are a parent and your son or daughter has been bullied by a coach, how did you handle the situation? If you're an administrator in a school, what do you do? Do you have parameters on this? This is a problem in our society today, and we're seeing it at all levels. Everywhere. And it's a problem. And I think it's important to talk about it. And if you're an athlete, okay, and you have a coach who makes fun of you or picks on you or gets in your head in a derogatory, negative way, how do you handle it? I think an athlete at the high school level needs to go up to that coach after practice or after games to coach we need to talk and go in and say, listen, coach, you know what? I don't appreciate what you said to me. I don't appreciate the way you said that to me. And it's got to stop. And if the coach then continues to degrade that athlete, then you need to consider, well, do I want to stay here? You know, we talk about physical abuse. What about mental abuse? The Me Too movement, which started basically a year ago, about sexual exploitation, okay, it goes down to mental exploitation as well. People are mentally abused in sports by coaches. Let's see what Anthony has to say. Anthony, good morning. How are you? Pretty good, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you know, you are exactly right. Um, as far as the person that's doing the bullying, sometimes they have the issue and they're using someone underneath them to to get off their uh, uh, frustrations in life. And exactly like you said, they should go to the coach and say, hey, you know, and if that doesn't work, then you need to go to your parent or someone over that coach and get that issue uh, 
work out, even if it means that you're no longer on the team. Your uh, mental health is better than being on the the team, whatever kind of team it is. Well, listen, Anthony, I obviously agree with you. And, you know, if someone comes in and works with me, and I have professional athletes that come and work with me who are uh, football players, baseball players, soccer players. I see pro athletes in all sports. I've worked with them for years. And believe me, they don't see it as a sign of weakness to come and work with me. They see it as a sign of strength. No. Unfortunately, someone who sees right. an athlete – and see, the reason this coach said that to him was because the parents went to the administration, the head of the school and the athletic director the day before and told them what was going on. So they obviously talked to this coach. So instead of this coach being a man, okay, he's a wimp, okay, because instead he then yeah, takes it out right. on this young man. Instead of sitting there, what he should have done – is go up to this young man and say, we need to talk, get your parents in here, let's have a conversation, let's work this out, let's figure it out. So instead, he insults this young man in front of his teammates. And that, to me, is bullying. Plain, flat, and simple. That is. And I don't think he should be coaching anymore. And I don't care what he's done successfully in his past. That is abuse. And today in our society, it's not the same as it was 20 years ago. Do you agree, Anthony? Oh, I agree. You know, I agree. I know that... Um, back in the day, okay, <laughs> that that it wasn't to that extent. There was some things going on that we, as students, as athletes, didn't really consider it abuse. We just felt like it was the coach. I mean, you know, like it was coaching. You know, we didn't well, things have changed. Yeah, things have changed yeah. because the issue of self-respect is there, and, and it was wrong then. It's wrong now. And thankfully, yeah. you know, we recognize that. But the fact is, this guy did this because the administration pointed it out to him. So instead of being, you know, a good coach and sitting down with this young man and his parents, he then picks on the kid in front of his teammates. Anthony, thank you for your call, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. You have a great day. Let's see next what Brent has to say. Brent, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. Get your so, thoughts. So I had a uh, sister in high school. So she was an above-average athlete. Uh, coach was new to to town, everything. So he comes in, and his goal was to basically, um, in his own words, is to break down my sister in order to build up the team. What sport and when was this? Uh, about 1993, uh, girls basketball, high school. Okay. Um, and so, but what translated was because my parents stepped in and said, hey, you know, what's going on? Um, it continued bullying because he was a physical education teacher into other areas. Um, and so I was one of his students. And as his bro- or as her brother, I became a target to him. So what happened? So what happens was anything in PE, um, you know, extra running for uh, not trying hard, um, anything that he could do, you know, to get into my head, um, name-calling, so I, I go by my middle name, and uh, so I wasn't never liked my first name. So as a, I believe I was in fifth grade, uh, he would, you know, he would call me by my first name and just stuff like that to where he knew it would bug me. So how did it end, Brent? And what so, well, so one, one specific incident, uh, you know, I got in trouble in, in PE for not trying hard is what, what he said. So he made the entire class run. So I actually had a friend who had asthma and started having an asthma attack. And so he continued, you know, telling that kid to run harder through an asthma attack that he didn't 
care about. So I actually went, I left, went up to the classroom, um, got the teacher, got the inhaler. It came down. So he was, uh, you know, he was talked to for a while. Um, that was his last year of coaching, you know, at that. Well, school. well, okay. So, of course, it's twenty-five years ago. But so, someone finally confronted him on it, and that's the Correct. thing. You have to, you know, this is behavior that shouldn't go on. Unfortunately, it happens way too often. It's been going on for years, just as you brought up, Brent. Thank you. Are you doing all right now? I'm doing good, but I think I think the experience of everything brought us together because it was a small school. So it was one of those where you know we all recognized what was going on, and we all stood, to, you know, stood up for each other recognized you know what was happening and so i think you can take you know bad instances like that whenever you see what's going on you recognize it as wrong you know and later in life you're going to experience it in a workplace you know well it happens across the board and you have to learn how to handle it but you know it's about communication and when you have someone who's a, a verbal abuser Okay, it's just as much a bullying as physical abuse. Brent, thank you for your call, sir. I'm glad you're doing well, and I uh, hope your sister is too. Appreciate your Appreciate call this morning. It. Thank you. And I'm talking about bullying this morning. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. If you've been bullied in school, in sports, I want to hear from you. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and I'm talking to you from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week when we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been in practice in my 38th year now as a sports psychologist, been on the radio here in the Kansas City area for 27 years, and our show is now being broadcast nationally in a number of cities. Today's topic has been this issue of bullying, coaches who bully. I've had some interesting calls, and we have plenty of time left to get some more calls in here. This is all about a high school athlete that I work with, soccer player, whose parents went and talked to the administration about how this young man's been treated. There's been a history of issues at the school documented before the parents went and talked to the administration this week, the head of the school and the athletic director. Then at a soccer game the next day, the coach made fun of this young man and said something to the effect of, well, if you don't get to play, then you're going to need to go talk to your psychologist about it, as if he's a big baby. Said it in front of the team. That, to me, is bullying, ladies and gentlemen. That is, that is a mental abuse, and it's uncalled for. You know, I started earlier in the show talking about reasons why coaches do this. There's four basic reasons. One's moral justification. They'll try to normalize the bullying behavior with statements like, well, all coaches lose it once in a while. This is how he's always done things, but we win games. And this, this individual wins games. He's won some state championships. But I don't care. This is inexcusable to talk to someone like that. There's the backhand apology. I got a little carried away, but we really need to work on fundamentals if we're going to win. There's that winning issue again. It sort of minimizes the coach's responsibility for bullying, even if it blames the victims. Third is there's, it could have been worse. I could have hit you. I never touched you. And then fourth, there's the escalation issue where coaches try to intimidate parents. If you don't like it the way I do things, your kid can quit the team. If you have been on a sports team before, at the youth level, the high school, middle school, traveling, 
high school, you've probably been yelled at at some point by a coach, and that's fine. Coaches can yell. There's nothing wrong with that. They can get upset. There's nothing wrong with that. They can get angry. There's nothing wrong with that. They're human beings. They have feelings. But do you bully kids? Do you pick on them? Do you degrade them? Do you make fun of them because they see a mental health specialist? No. That is plain flat bullying. And it's uncalled for. You know, I've talked on this show for years about the importance of communication, the importance of talking with your athletes, talking with the parents. And I know a lot of high school coaches refuse to talk to parents. They don't believe in talking to parents. They only deal with the kids. And that's fine up to a point. It's fine up to a point because they don't want the parents getting involved. They want to do it their way. That's fine, except when you go over the edge. When you go over the edge and your behavior as a coach is wrong. You know, bullying is an issue in our society. We see it at all levels now. It's all over the place. And I don't agree with it. I have a real issue with it. When people are picked on and made fun of, especially because they're going to see a therapist. If they're going to see a therapist, then it doesn't matter if it's a psychiatrist, psychologist, social worker, professional counselor, minister. They're getting counseling for something they did insistence on. It's a sign of strength, ladies and gentlemen. It is a sign of strength to go talk to somebody because it's an admittance that you've got an issue you need to work on. You know, if you go out and sprain your ankle, you go to a physical therapist, you go to a doctor, you'll get treatment, you work on getting it better. Coach doesn't make you go play if your ankle's sprained. It doesn't make fun of you because you sprained your ankle. Oh, well, you're a wimp because you had to go to your physical therapist because your ankle sprained. So why would a coach make fun of someone who goes and talks to a therapist? I think it's a total sign of weakness, and I think it's inexcusable. And I've heard this many times, but now this is at a high school level at a prominent school in the Kansas City area with a coach who thinks he can pick on a kid because he's been called to the carpet by the administration about his behavior. So instead of sitting down and talking with this young man and his parents, he then goes and picks on him. This happens a lot. And there is a fear by a lot of people, a fear to speak up, fear to say anything because you don't want to cause any more problems. So what happens if you don't speak up? The young man or woman ends up getting scarred emotionally by this. If you have been verbally abused by a coach, made fun of, picked on, called names, you have a right to sit down and talk to that coach after practice and say, coach, we need to talk. I don't appreciate the way you talk to me. I don't appreciate what the names you call me. And I don't like it. And then you see how the coach reacts. You have a right to do that. Now, a lot of coaches are going to sit there and say they can do whatever they want. They're the coach. Well, guess what? We're all people. We all have feelings. We all have emotions. Lots of coaches talk about, like our last caller mentioned, about making his sister, the coach wanted to make this young man's sister, tougher. I'm going to break her down to build her up. I've heard that for years. Well, you can break people down without insulting them. You can break people down without degrading them. I've known a lot of great coaches. One of them is a guy named Al Saunders. He used to coach here in Kansas City as the offensive coordinator with the Chiefs, offensive coordinator with the St. Louis Rams and then won the Super Bowl. Now he coached with the Cleveland Browns. I got to know Al quite well. We would talk about this all the time. He's been on the show. In fact, he used to, he would call the show periodically driving into Arrowhead on Sundays when the Chiefs were playing. And 
we used to discuss this at length about communication, about talking, about expressing yourself. I've had the privilege to work with many professional teams and athletes. And I've been around some great coaches, some great communicators, and I've been around some coaches who, quite frankly, egos were bigger than the stadium we played in. I've seen the difference. And the coaches whose egos were intact, who were confident people, were people who didn't worry about what everybody said about them. They focused on performance. They didn't worry about being insulted by people. They handled it. But they also treated their athletes respectfully. If they had problems with an athlete, they would pull them aside or her aside and talk to them. Because this all comes back to communication, the issue of communicating. And this could be in sports, it could be in your workplace, it could be wherever at home. If there's something that's bothering you, do you talk about it? Many people see mental health as a weakness. I've been practicing as a sports psychologist just about as long as anybody in this country. I've had the privilege to work with the Olympic team, with professional teams, and all the way down. If you want to be the best you can be, I always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will be the one who will come out on top. To be stronger mentally, you need to be prepared. To be prepared, you have to have a game plan. To deal with negativity, to deal with hostility, to deal with insults, to deal with failure. And to deal with teammates or coaches who you may not get along with. And if you don't, you have to have a game plan on how you're going to get on the same page. And you don't have to like everybody you play with. You don't have to like the coach. But there needs to be that respect issue. And if you're not getting along, if you're not agreeing on things, you need to talk about it. This coach that I referred to this, this, on this show, in my opinion, shouldn't be coaching anymore. When you pick on a kid on your team at the high school level or anything younger than that because they are getting mental health assistance for an issue and you make fun of them, in my opinion, that's just plain flat wrong. And I don't think that person should be coaching anymore. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports in this show. I hope you enjoy what we talked about today. There are a lot of ways you can Hear this show again. It's podcasted on my website, which is winnersunlimited.com. It's also podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. You can also get a hold of me at Twitter. My Twitter address is at DRJ Sports Psych, at DRJ SPRT PSYCH. My office number is 816 561 5556. 816 561 5556. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. Love to hear from you. Hope you enjoy our show today. Look forward to talking with you next week on the Sports Psychology Hour. Take care. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com.